Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. And a good Wednesday to you. I know. You've been on this podcast a lot lately. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what it is? <laughs> I got nothing else to do. I know. All my appointments in life have been canceled. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, this is what he wants to do when he's got nothing else to do. He'll hang out with us. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, I love you guys. And running the boards is Joey D. Hello. On today's show, we will get comic book reviews. I may or may not blow BJ's mind when it comes to the Fantastic Four. Somehow I doubt it. What? And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Get our blogs, podcasts, and more. 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 Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation. It's easy. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, you know, iTunes. Yep. You'll find us. Exactly. Tons of ways to get us. Give us those five-star reviews if you can. Yeah. Give us some words. And then if you, uh, uh, once we can actually mail stuff off, because we really kind of can't right now. So our bribery is on hold. Yeah, our bribery is on hold. But if you give us a review, let us know about it. We'll send you something awesome in the future, which will may or may not be one of the comics that came from a long box that will be completely and utterly random. Which is always fun. Well, this is a prize <laughs> worth something. Another prize is Mr. BJ Shea. <laughs> Yes. What? No, 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 what? Wait a second. I, you I are was... here, and it is comic book oh, day, yes. and you read comics, so I figured uh, let's get an update on what, you, uh, what you've what you been reading. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate the fact that you even let me speak on this fine show. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I, um, I, I, love, I love this comic book called Ascender uh, by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn, and I'm telling you, first of all, the artwork by Dustin Wynn is beautiful watercolor, and uh, one of little Massachusetts there, a little watercolor. <laughs> a lot of watercolor. Yeah, it's a lot of watercolor for you. Uh, it is. It's just gorgeous artwork, and the story is just fantastic. And we we start. I mean, it, it, and it started with Descender, and 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 a, and a geek national actually turned me on to this. I think he sent us all a bunch of copies of books, and the one that I got was Ascender, and it was. It's like he knew that I would love a story that starts in science fiction, and then I love it. Descender had its story arc, all about science fiction, ends its story arc. And then picks it up with the daughter of one of the characters from the first one. And then it's nothing about science so much as it is about magic. Mm. And, uh, you know, and post-apocalyptic magic, if you will. I mean, the, their, their worlds get destroyed and they are basically bombed back to the dark ages of life. And magic is now resurfacing as, the, you know, as instead of technology. And, you know, you've got all the, all the great tropes that go along with that. A great story, though. Uh, J- Jeff Lemire, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, and I hope I'm saying it, Lemire or Lemire, I hope I'm saying your name right. Yeah, I've, I'm heard, gonna have I've to heard look, it both ways. I'm going to have to look for other stuff that he does because he is be- becoming one of my favorite writers in comics. And, you know, I, and I, I, I mean, I, I would put him on with the Hickmans of the world and the Laymans of the world. Oh, and, and he's and, done so much yeah, stuff. And, uh, and I am, and the Warren Ellis's of the world. And those, and look, that's high praise. And maybe 
people might go, what are you, you high? But uh, <laughs> yes, with my praise, uh, that's how much I love how this story is going. And of course, uh, and Brian K. Vaughn, let me throw him up there because he does saga. We love that. Absolutely. I put him on that level of those folks. And so uh, it's called Ascender. But if you really want to get into it and don't know anything about it, I would do Descender first. You got yourself a lot to read, which is great if you're going to be in this uh, this world of, hey, I, I got a social distance. So I want to read some good comics. So mm-hmm. Ascender number 10 is out. It's awesome. And uh, it's a great. And then, of course, Rat Queens, which the new team of uh, Ryan Ferrier and uh, Marco Lesko and uh, Priscilla uh, Petrades, the new team of uh, writer artists, really, they, they picked up the ball very well. I enjoy the storyline. I love where it's going. I, and Hannah, you know, the cool thing about Rat Queens, and I don't, maybe this is something that's going to be a new evolution of our society because I'm a man. You are. I'm a heterosexual man. So, of course, if I see women that are attractive to me, I mean, I'm going to like that. And Rat Queens always drew their women to be more like what a normal woman looks like as opposed to the comic book style of woman. And, you know, I'm not going to comment whether that's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is, is that so these women all look very different. But I tell you, man, uh, they, I mean, I, uh, Hannah, who's got a bit of a bad attitude, she is a sorceress who is just, I mean, you know, she's dark, and, and the way she's drawn is pretty amazing, and that's all I'm going to say. All right, then. Uh, <laughs> you know, trying, to be as, trying to be as respectful yeah. as I can, but she's just, to me, she's gorgeous. And, you know, I, 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 and I, I hope that that's what all of a sudden the new standard of gorgeous is, where you can appreciate gorgeousness in so many different forms as opposed to what we were fed for all these years in the world of comics. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you like that style or not. I'm, I'm not going to get on that soapbox. I just love that the variety is opening up and it's like, you know what? I have to tell you, what I'm looking at there, woo, is all I'm <laughs> wow. saying. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And, 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 I, and that's what's so great about Rat Queens. Oh, and the story's pretty good, too. <laughs> that was quite an endorsement. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, exactly. Rat, Rat Queens is great. It's a, <laughs> and, and if you like, you know, if you like your, you know, adventurers in, the, in a Dungeons and Dragons setting where they're mm-hmm. going to go fight all these, and they are just, I mean, they, these, these, these women in this are just, they're the worst, but the best. That's <laughs> uh, usually how most D&D uh, parties go. Yeah. You think um, you're the hero, but if you kind of, you, you put a magnifying glass to that, you'd be like, you kind of do some terrible things. Yeah, their feet of clay is really feet of clay. I mean, it is <laughs> clay central. Uh, speaking of comic books, now, you didn't talk this week about Fantastic Four. No, but, it's uh, no new issue as far as I know. But you do talk about Fantastic Four because it was... Now, was it the entry point for you in yes. young BJ's life? It was. It is one of those moments you have with a relative, and I had a socially awkward uncle uh, who had a hearing deficiency. He was the patriot... I think he was the patriarch of my father's family. Mm-hmm. My father was the baby boy, and they had eight or nine kids. And and my dad's parents came over from the boat on Italy, so from Italy. So the this was an old school, first generation family. And I was adopted, so I was sort of like you know always outcast in the '60s, and you know we went with the places, but everybody was really the blood family, and I wasn't. Well, this uncle, I think, really felt like the outcast of his own family. So because of it, he would come up to me with what he called his funny books. And I mean, he yeah, funny lo- books. He loved Marvel Comics. And this guy was probably in his 60s when I first met him when I was like a young kid. And he gave me a Fantastic Four book then, and I never looked back. It was, uh, and I'll never forget it. Uh, you know, I think my, even, even I think it was issue number 121. I mean, I remember it that vividly. 
And I went crazy and said, well, I need more. <laughs> uh, and everybody knows the four main characters of the Fantastic Reed Four. Reed Richards, mm-hmm. Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, Stretchy Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Sue Richards, <laughs> the Invisible Girl, now Invisible Woman. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Ben Grimm, the ever-loving Blue-Eyed Thing. Yep, only known as The Thing. And some people may or may not, if they've been reading a lot of the comics, may know about uh, Sue and Reed's children. Oh, yes. Valeria. I did a bad job for getting Franklin and, and Valeria. And Franklin. Yeah. Well, I asked you about the first four. I was going to lead into this. So you were following along the uh, the bouncing ball there oh, on good. that. Um, but did you know that uh, before Valeria Richards ever came along, there was a Valeria Von Doom? Yeah. You know what? You're gonna. I'm gonna let you tell me the story yeah. because there's a little in, intermixing in my brain. So I may have, or I may not have. I was hoping I would have stumped you. You'd be like, "No, oh my god!" Yeah. But you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, the, the guy who's read like all of the Fantastic Four yeah, through all the years. There's a vague whole thing, <laughs> but you. I'm gonna let you tell me because you might have hit the issue that I haven't seen. I uh, haven't seen them all. I don't think. Well, Valeria is reading Sue's second child and the younger sister to the reality warping Franklin. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. Franklin um, is. A, he's. He's. A, yeah. He's powerful. Um, she had established herself at a young age to be potentially one of the world's greatest intellects. Which which I remember seeing in The Secret Wars, the most recent one with Doom. Um, What people might not realize is that before she was even born, she had one of the most confusing histories of anyone in her family. The best way to make sense of this story, and this comes from comic book resources, that you got to go back to 1984 to Fantastic Four number 267. Uh, This story was an emotional wrecking ball that deals with the complication of Sue's pregnancy as Reed fights desperately to collect the world's most foremost experts on radiation to help her. In the end, she manages to survive going into labor, but her child unfortunately does not. Uh, While the story does seem uh, heavy and powerful on a personal level, it doesn't seem to have anything uh, in terms of the later the later adventures for the Fantastic Four but of course later that changes because seemingly out of nowhere a young blonde girl dressed like a mix between the Fantastic Four and their nemesis Dr. Doom appears in the middle of the Fantastic Four's headquarters she declares herself Valeria Von Doom and says she's the child of Sue and the malevolent Dr. Whom himself who quote Time danced from the future. You mean Doctor Doom, not Doctor Who. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Doctor Doom. <laughs> Doom. I mean, don't Doctor piss Doom. off. The, they're already mad at how cannon's been destroyed. <laughs> now, if they find out Victor Von Doom is the doctor, oh, yeah. um, wielding the power of uh, manip- to mani- uh, manipulate cosmic radiation, along with a variety of advanced technologies like an invisibility belt, much of Valeria's initial plot boggles the minds of the power couple of Reed and Sue, and because they don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, uh, the Doctor Doom Valeria calls her father is a heroic version of the more familiar masked menace, ah. and Valeria's very existence threatens the status quo. And what could possibly happen to make Sue and go to Doctor Doom's arms? Hmm. Well, it turns out it was Reed. Um, Apparently, he was trapped in Doom's armor, and the two kept up the ruse by announcing their newfound relationship to the world. And, of course, that's even a red herring. Now, the real explanation, because comic books are completely and utterly confusing, uh, comes back to Franklin Richards. 
the firstborn and probably what the most powerful mutant ever. That's what they're saying. Like really, yeah. uh, sensing his parents' deep grief over the tragic stillbirth years beforehand, Franklin discreetly whisks the unborn child away to an alternate future in which Doom is heroic and Sue is married to him. So it's there on an Earth designated nine nine three one five that Valeria is raised. And the young hero isn't a befuddling portent of things to come after all, but just a wild thing. Look at things that could have been. Wow. And then, uh, you see, I don't remember that at all. I, I thought I was reading them back then, but you know what? I am old. And it's uh, one of those, it's, it's always the weird, confusing time jump sort of thing. It's like yeah. trying to look back into Cable's backstory, which is a complete and utter train wreck because... It, it adds timey wiminess to it, going back to yeah. Doctor Who stuff. Like, because I know in other issues, the our Valeria does have actually a relationship with Doctor Doom that is not one of hatred. The way uh, it's almost like a Negan Judith relationship. If, oh, if you, yeah, good yeah, call on that. That's really what it's kind of like. Which and yeah, you get to see that in kind of a quick short form. If you go in, if you go back and read uh, the uh, this, the latest Secret Wars that I think came out in like 2016 or something along those lines, I loved it. It's fantastic. I think yeah. it's like a 11 or 12 issues and you see that like Valeria and Doom are working hand in hand because Doom has formed it that Reed is gone and that he is the all powerful god king emperor of this weird battle planet that he's created but Valeria and Franklin are the few that are trying to keep it all together because now in their reality he's their father-ish type figure sort of thing yeah it's a really very confusing but still kind of fun to look at and she has been determined to be actually more brilliant than her father uh, that's a fact, but he'll, you know, and they just got caught throwing parties, and that's what Reed said. Just because you're smarter than me doesn't mean I can't tell when you throw parties. I'm still smart. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this is like any kid and their parents. Because they're now teenagers. They came back from that whole Secret Wars thing you talked about, as a matter of fact, as teenagers, basically. Because they went off to go recreate the yeah. universe. Yeah, they, 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 I don't know if they moved faster in time than everybody else while they were doing what they were doing, or whatever the case is, but the kids came back, and yeah, they're no longer the little toddler fun kids. Uh, they're now teenagers and all the trouble that goes along with that. Uh, not only us, um, but many other celebrities are having to stay at home, yes. self-quarantining. And this leads to a lot of interesting interactions, but a lot of fun stuff as well. Uh, during the recent quarantine, uh, which may or may not still be going on, depending on when you listen to this, um, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn talked about the film and even answered some questions while he was doing a watch party. So that's that's kind of, he's kind of neat doing that. And he did it over Twitter. And some of the questions came up about some of the characters, especially Peter Quill, AKA Star Lord, after the final battle in Avengers Endgame. Um, A person with the Twitter handle Media with a Mask asked, um, about uh, just basically see it would be nice if Peter Quill had a chance to go visit his grandfather's grave Ooh. when he came to Earth when he was in Avengers Endgame when everyone comes out with the portals oh, and yeah, right. you know, everyone comes out there and Peter is uh, hanging out and it goes on he goes on to say it would have been cool to see Peter visiting his grave for a split second after the portal battle in Endgame how do you think Peter felt to be back on Earth it's a shame we didn't get to see his reaction and then James responded with, Peter despised being back on Earth and got off of that planet as fast as he freaking could. Oh. His association with it is completely with his mother dying. So think about that. He was little, like, eight-year-old Peter Quill. His mother literally just died. He ran out, and then he was abducted by Yondu. Like, that's all he knows about, about Earth 
with the fact that he was su- he had such a close bond with his mother, and you see that with uh, they show that a lot with yeah. just even just the cassette tapes of the awesome mixes. Volume makes one a lot of two. sense. You know, you, it's funny how we have our own perspective, but yeah, but for his from his perspective, probably hates the joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, still talking about Endgame and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and obviously the Infinity War saga. Yeah, there is an awesome thread, and I'll I'll see if I can retweet it out there via the Geek Nation Twitter page. Um, but they did the crowd reactions of some iconic scenes. So like when uh, when the the whole portal scene that we just talked about, just the crowd losing their mind. I'm getting goosebumps right now oh, just I thinking cried about like a it. Bitch. Yeah, I oh, I cried so much during that. I was yeah, watching. I tried not to cry. I was I, watching yeah. this thread like because they just had a bunch of different clips, and I'm just like seriously like tearing up like with happy tears. Like this is something I really. Needed as a little bit of a release, you know. I'm already thinking about it. You got to stop it, Rev. I can't, stop talking I can't about help it. it because we're going to talk about Damn the it. greatest scenes in MCU history. Oh, so what do you think when, is when the Deadpool greatest? Kill Green Lantern? No, yes, that's uh, not uh, that's uh, not MCU. Oh, sorry, um, not yeah, quite yeah, yet. That uh, was still the whole you know uh, uh, Fox thing, fine. you know, because they had mutants. You're right. We're Ooh. talking MCU. Okay, fine. So throwing it out there. Uh, I'll start and give you guys a little bit of time to think, but my greatest scene in MCU history was the you should have gone for the head. When Thor takes Stormbreaker, plants it into mm. Thanos' chest, and then Thanos having the Infinity Gems says you should have gone for the head, snaps, and does the one thing that nobody thought it would happen in Infinity War, yeah. which was the decimation. Like, I was just flabbergasted. I, I was hoping they would do it, but I never thought they would do it until they did it. Damn. That's right. That was your movie. Yeah. You yeah. were like, that <laughs> was straight up my movie. Woo, yeah. Yeah. Rev is a big fan of Thanos for those who don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a Thanos the... shirt right now the Black Order right yeah, there. Look does, at that. Look does, at that. Anybody else have a, one of a fam- uh, favorite scene from the MCU? You guys are going to hate me. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm ready. <laughs> I know it was fan service or whatever you want to call it, but I continue to cry like tears kept coming out of my eyes when at the end of the, you know, of uh, what is it? Uh, Endgame mm-hmm. when all the girls team up. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For me, that was super powerful. I know there's people calling it cheesy and fan service, but, you know, when you're a little kid, you usually only had like one girl option. For every like twenty boy options, like when it came to favorite characters or like playable characters in video games, or like if you wanted the action figures, you always were the pink ranger, and that was all you got. Yep. I mean, and sometimes you got the yellow ranger, but you know there was always a ton of boy options. So for me, it was like all these years of being a nerd, and that one moment, it was just like yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That was us. Yeah, and I, you know, they, I, I, when I hear people say that that's a cheesy moment, it's like, you usually, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I know it's because it's a lot of my peers, it's usually old white guys who have had so many of their moments where they've been represented. Yeah. And I, it's just like, you just don't understand. You are clueless to how you have been represented in everything, and so many people haven't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so it's, I, I, I really have to tell them to shut up. It's like, you literally have no clue what it's like to not be able to relate to something and go, well, I like it, but I never see me there. It's, they just don't even get that that's a thing because yeah. they've been so spoiled over the years. And all the characters, are, all the women are so different, and they come from many different places, and that's what made it badass. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to choose. Uh, the one that sticks in memory <laughs> now is obviously when Captain America gets the uh, wield the hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone knew it was coming, but, like, it was badass. Yeah. And, and oh, it was so – I didn't even expect it 
to be coming. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, I thought they paid the fan service when it just moved a little bit, when he just moved it just a little. But when he picks it up and then, like, not, like, just, like, it's in the thread, like, on the Twitter thread. Like, it's just, like, when it starts to lift and then it goes to him and then he starts beating the holy crap out of Thanos and even calls down lightning with it. Yes. And. Oh, chills. Comic Book Resources agrees with you, Joe. Oh, yeah. It is the greatest scene in MCU history. That is pretty awesome. And it was just one of those ones, even when Thor was like, I knew it. Right? Ah, it was like, everyone. That added to it. <laughs> I will say, though, my second runner-up is actually uh, a surprising one. Uh, it's Scarlet Witch's uh, uh, fight with Thanos. I thought that was one of the better and more well-done storyline fights. Yes. Because she's supposed to be really powerful. Yeah. And she would be the most devastated. So I really liked that part, too. Yeah. That yeah. was a great scene. What's, wait, uh, what the fight scene in Endgame or in... Uh, I believe it's Endgame. Endgame where she essentially defeats Thanos. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is that moment where she's trying to protect Vision and somebody, I had read one, a thing where they pointed out uh, that she's trying to fight him off. She's trying to, like... Save like or at least get the the stone out of Vision's head. Trying to do two things at once that yeah. are ridiculously difficult. On top of the fact that the person you are most in love with, you know, is dying, is gonna die. Yeah. You're never gonna see him again. And she is able to hold off for as long as she did. That just shows how powerful she is. So we got to see all of that in the next movie. It'll be really interesting to see WandaVision because she is even in the comic books one of the most powerful mutants out there. Yes, yeah, she is. So it'll be really fun to see that. BJ, I know we've already uh, we've uh, buried the lead on that with uh, talking about the uh, the, the greatest, greatest one of all time. But you've got to have a personal greatest. I, I don't think mine's going to be on the list, but um, and I have to. I want to make oh, sure. Oh, oh, can I guess? Oh, oh I, I just want to guess the character. Yeah, go ahead. Something with Spider Man. No. Oh. oh. Yeah. I mean, that's the <laughs> that's the obvious. And what about uh, Quill? Uh, Quill. Star no. Wars. Okay. Oh, were you thinking the whole? I know one that makes Rev cry. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. It of. was your. Uh, he may have been your your father, but he wasn't your daddy. It's oh, like, oh, 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 you're on the right track. Okay, oh, right, you are nice. so on the right track. You yeah. guys are on the right track. I love you, three thousand. You are Ooh. all on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is a it is a parental moment. Okay, and Vicky, I think you're going to like this because of what you said before. All those moments you talked about are very father son moments. But the one that got me, and the one you don't see a whole lot, and it was in uh, Avengers Endgame, was the mother-son moment. And I have to tell you, Thor's mom. And oh, oh, yeah. You didn't even have to say anything yeah. else. Chills. And the line, and i got to be careful because she's... <laughs> when she looks at him and says, you're not doing so well, are you? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> because... You know, look, that for me anyway, the way I grew up, that's the difference between a father and a mother. A dad and that relationship and all that is there. But there's that that mom that, I mean, she knew it when she first even saw, you know, mm-hmm. didn't even have to see that he was fat, Thor. She didn't have to see that. Um, she, she could look in his eyes. She just yeah, knew just this knew is, soul, you yeah. are not my son, but you are my son. And all of that and, oh, ooh, was, yeah. Ooh, that, that to me is, and I did not expect that at all. Of all the Marvel movies, I'm like, <laughs> you hit me with this, Russo brothers. Good for you. I honestly think that moms have a superpower. Like real moms in the real world have superpowers. I, I yeah. Because when I was a kid, like you know, you you know, get broken up with by your boyfriend at 12 years old, and you're sitting there crying in your room. You're like, okay, I'm gonna wait till my face is not red and puffy anymore. I'd wait a couple hours. I'd walk in. She's like, have you been crying? 
Like, no, I, I was not. Yes, it's only been five hours, but she could tell. Like, moms have superpowers, and 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 of course, Renee Russo is a fantastic actor. Uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people may only know her from being Thor's mom, but in reality, uh, she's done a lot of great stuff. And Wasn't that she major know, league. Uh, I don't know, but I remember her in Lethal Weapon, one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's where I remember that's Renee Russo from her, more so, yeah. but she was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and that scene had a great ending, too, where he calls the hammer. Mm-hmm. This nice. might take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Still worthy. Yeah, it's a great, it's, it's, it, that was, that was, and I know that's not going to be in the top 10, and I don't expect it to be because it's a very personal thing. Yeah. And I won't argue, I, I can't argue with any of the other ones because the, the Avengers scene that you talk about with everybody in the portal scene, that's got to be, because that's an amazing scene. Because yeah. again, Captain America's like, well, I, this is over, but and I'm not going to stop. And you just hear the crackling static that on your left, and you're just like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get, oh I'm getting it again. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with so, you, brother. So let us know what your favorite uh, scene was from all the Marvel movies. Let us know any of them. It doesn't have to be Endgame. BJGeekNation at gmail.com or send us a, a message on social media. But now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky What's going on? Well, it's Wednesday. Yes. Comic Woo! book day. Yeah. Uh, so what would you guys consider yourselves? More Marvel or DC fans when it oh, comes to comics? Well, Please. I know it's I know it's BJ a, what makes a his disrespectful Marvel. Disrespectful question. Get out. <laughs> I ask for those maybe listening for the first time, BJ. I'm sorry, but make mine Marvel. <laughs> this is I mean, what what kind of Yeah. And my my whole thing was I was Marvel as well, basically because when it started out, I just thought that they had cooler names. <laughs> like it was like, 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 oh, Iron Man is better than Superman. Yeah. Oh, wait, but uh, but mm, it is. But somehow it is. Yes. I don't even know. The Avengers are better than Justice League. Sure, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to to, to underteen me, so yeah. yeah, like tween me. Sure, why not? I mean, I liked the Batman animated series as a kid growing up in the '90s, as well as like some of the Justice League. But then you have like X Men, the, the the '90s series, X-Men. and then X Men Evolution, and it, yeah. it was just more X Men. I loved mm-hmm. X Men, but they also had like the cool old school Spider Man. It was just there's a lot more stuff, mm-hmm. Joe. Yeah, I would go Marvel. I mean, I like Batman, I think, as like my overall arcing best hero. But, I mean, I watched all the Marvel X-Men stuff. And, I mean, there were some great uh, DC, like the Vertigo line, a yes. lot of that other stuff. That's like, a great line. You're I right. love a lot of that a lot of that stuff, but just the main lines for DC, yeah. I just never quite really yeah. latched on to. Yeah. And it's not hating on it. No. but It's just, it's okay, like if it you had to prefer <laughs> one or another, what are you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why, why, why ask these polarizing questions in these tough times? Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson, we know him. He's a famous scientist, and he's always stating his mind. If something's going on in a movie, he's like, that wouldn't work. Zombies aren't, wouldn't be a real thing because they would decompose mm-hmm. before yeah. they would actually, you He's know, a party pooper. He's a party pooper. <laughs> but what do you think he leans towards? Marvel oh, for, for, or DC? Ooh, I would... I would have to just say Marvel because of all the scientists they have. Actually, that is exactly why. (laughs) Wow. He says, as a scientist, I lean Avengers universe, if only because many of their superheroes started as scientists or derived their powers from authentically fictional rather than fantastical magical science concepts. Magic wasn't even introduced to the MCU until Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so everything, and that was one of the things that I was kind of annoyed by. I was like, everything's explained by science. And... Sure, yeah, because that's where you need to lead people into to get them into the whole superhero world. And I think Iron Man was a really smart one mm-hmm. because you can everybody knows in 
in, like super intelligent people that can maybe create something, or you've seen MacGyver, or you understand that somebody could make something out of whatever that they have available to be awesome, as opposed to I was born on another planet. I'm an alien who is nigh impervious, and right. I've got laser eyeballs. And well, I can with fly. like the X Men, it's like it's an X gene. It was something that we are just the next step yeah, of in the evolutionary that. process. And don't forget, uh, of course, the OG, which was a scientist that took his three friends up into space mm-hmm. with right? cosmic rays, mutating them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but because it is uh, moving on, because it is uh, comic book day, I thought I'd read you uh, Rankers' fourteen weird superpowers you didn't realize these heroes had. Oh, okay. Some Let's, of these are weird. Okay, okay. We'll see if we can figure them out. Like if if because I mean some of us are nerds in here. We might actually know. Okay. Okay. Well, what's I'm trying to think how I would phrase this to like get oh to make it a game to make it a game. I'm not sure if I can with this one at least. Okay, just throw it out there then. Uh, the Flash. Can learn can speed learn? Oh, because he's so fast and everything works, he can just. Oh, I'm trying to see if they've done that on TV or not with the with the TV show. I'm, I don't can he know. Speed if, read? Uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> basically it. He can read and study information within seconds into a short term memory. So, for example, Flash Volume Three Number Two, Barry Allen fixes a building that was being destroyed by a shockwave by speed reading architecture books at the library and building it as it was collapsing. So, but sadly, like everyone else who crams for an exam, it doesn't hold on. It doesn't retain. It's just oh, short-term memory. But he did it. And with mm. me, it's like if I'm a, I'm a person who if I do something, I will then at least be more familiar with it. So mm-hmm. I should be able to recreate it. I'm like, well, come on. Like, but as time goes that? by, son, you ah. lose it. You lose it, buddy. All right. I will tell you the superpower, and you have to guess the superhero who has this power. All mm-hmm. right. So a... Superhero is able to shoot many versions of himself from his hands. Oh. I'm not kidding. Green mini- Lantern? No. Okay. Uh, many versions of himself. Oh Just my. Pew, pew. <laughs> wow. Uh, who has the ability to multiply? Uh, Multiple man. I will give you a hint. It's not anything like that. It's not somebody that that's already kind of part of their power. It's oh. not somebody you're expecting, but it is one of the bigger top tier vil- villains. Heroes? Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, It's I'm, not a bad one, but yeah, no. Yeah. No idea. What? Superman. What? What? So... A lot of people thought he was very overpowered. He's overpowered today, but yeah, they right? didn't see his powers. Back in 1958, huh. in Superman number 128, Supes lost nearly all of, uh, you know, he lost all of his powers after a spaceship blew up near his face. And while he wasn't as super as he once won, he showed off he could shoot little mini men of steel from his palms. And this, <laughs> these little Superman had all the Superman's powers, not just his size. And based on the story alone, no one today should ever complain about Superman's abilities today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. See, that, that, talk about, uh, you know, canon. And when people complain about canon, you have no idea some of the silliness that's right. been released in anything that you love that you just, your mind erased because it was so dumb like that. Or you weren't alive yet. It's like, uh, yeah, that's I mean, and that is oh canon. My God. And they use the M word. Like, just think about this: is 1958. Oh, and they use the, the, yeah, the little yeah. people. Watch yeah. Superman's hands. He's going to use his new power again. That blank is cute. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, we're not allowed to say that word anymore. Isn't that amazing? That yeah. just goes to show you. See, 
You know what? And they they weren't trying to be mean. They just didn't uh, know that was not a good word back then. Right. And then he responds, like he thinks, cute, what nonsense. Don't they realize it's not alive, but just a force I materialize in my image, which borrows my superpowers? Okay, that's mm-hmm. even dumber. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Make my Marvel. Marvel. All right. Well, this is a Marvel character. Okay. And he has an, he can control minds with his magnetic personality. Control minds with his magnetic well, personality. Well, it's going to be Magneto, right? Yes. Okay, duh. <laughs> I was over. Well, how does he control minds? Because I've because never seen that. Because there's iron in his blood. Right. Uh, I don't know. Well, in X-Men number 18, Magneto displayed something other than his usual metal manipulation. And for a short, short time, Magneto had the ability to control minds using his magnetic attraction and magnetic personality. Oh, good because God. Because Sta- Stan Lee loves puns more than logic. Ugh. Okay. It was literally because it was a pun. And that's canon. Just so you know. It was in the yeah. comics. Yeah. So again, <laughs> let's remember. Has we that should, been retconned yet? Yeah. We should be kinder to everybody that does anything because that was Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody sometimes <laughs> makes some, uh, what are you doing there stuff? All right. So this superhero can telepathically command any military. Any military? Any military. Mm-hmm. Telepathically. Would you like a hint on which universe? Professor X. Yes, which universe? DC. DC. Yeah, well, it's not it. Professor X. <laughs> yeah, top not... tier superhero, by the way. Top oh, uh, tier. Is, how about uh, Aquaman? Nope. Uh, oh, Wonder Woman. Yes. Okay. Why? Because she's from. Let me guess. She's from Themyscira, which is warrior women, and then at that point she has a chain of. Com- I got it. How, yeah. How yeah, she? No, this? this is actually more of a newer thing. Oh, okay. So when she became the new god of war in DC's New Fifty Two, Wonder Woman obtained her other abilities aside from her Amazonian powers. One such divine uh, power is that she has the ability to mentally command and lead any military personnel she desires. Because she's now the god of war. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay. that's probably one of those new things that people might complain about. <laughs> but it's canon. <laughs> oh. um, did you? Okay, this this superhero can take your soul. Uh, oh, take your soul. Uh, Ghost Rider. Rogue. No. Ghost Rogue. It's DC. Oh. Oh. Can take your soul? Oh, hey. take your soul. Uh, Green Lantern. Yes. Oh, oh. nice job. I, I'm just guessing. Like, <laughs> just because he's got... The he's got the ring, mm-hmm. which can kind of just do anything at this point. How so maybe it, it can just like the lantern can just suck in a soul. So according to the 16 billion lives were lost when Bolovax Vic was destroyed, but luckily the sector's Green Lantern Kilowog was there, and it was oh. revealed in Green Lantern's uh, core number 218 during Crisis on Infinite Earths that Kilowog was able to capture and store the souls of all 16 billion residents of Bolovax Vic in his ring before they were lost. So Kilowog was later able to find a new home for the souls to reside. Sounds like we need to figure out a way to not kill 16 billion people. Sounds almost as dumb as how the TV crisis went. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) They didn't put that in there, but they might as well have. Uh, All right, one one more, more. Vicky. This one was kind of shown in, I believe, the last uh, Avengers movie. Okay, so we're talking Marvel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can speak to anyone regardless of language. They can speak to anyone regardless In the Marvel Universe. In the mm. Marvel Universe. We kind of mm. saw this a little bit. Uh, I am Groot. Close. He was talking to Groot. Oh, oh. oh gosh. Who was it? Oh, it's Rocket. Thor? Yes, Thor. Thor, because he went He uh, he went to school. <laughs> yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> that was the joke, the throwaway line, oh. yeah. that he took Groot as an elective. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. But it's actually a power called All Tongue, which Thor is able to communicate with anyone as whatever words <laughs> he chooses to speak are heard in the listener's native language. You broke, Rev. All Tongue. Yeah. All Tongue. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> 
I am Groot. Watch out for my all tongue, everybody. I don't want to hear this. I lied. I have one more. This was the weird one. Okay. Venom can possess a car. Huh? The symbiote can... Okay. Possess like a does, honking. Yeah, does and it, it looks as weird as you think. Does the car have to be one of those ones with the integrated computer inside? I don't like know. this is leading to so many more questions that I don't really necessarily think I care to be answered. But this is a toy car I don't ever want to see on shelves. Oh gosh, yeah, right. <laughs> the Venom Mobile. <laughs> oh. Well, until next time, guys. Stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.